One statistic that highlights the importance of financial education is the correlation between education level and income. According to the data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of 2020, the median usual weekly earnings for full-time wage and salary workers were as follows. If you just had a high school diploma, that's $746 you would on average earn a week. If you had a bachelor's degree, $1,248, so almost double the high school diploma. And if you had an advanced degree, like a master's, a doctorate, or a professional, that would be $1,883 per week. So all this illustrates a significant income disparity based on educational attainment. Individuals with higher levels of education tend to have higher earnings potential and access to better job opportunities. So today, Dave is going to touch on 10 things that separate the rich from the poor. No shame here, just a little knowledge for you to dissect on your way to winning with money. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. This week's episode is a very interesting one. Dave's going to break down the difference between the rich and the poor. And obviously, there's many factors here. But Dave has 10 different factors that he's going to go over here, 10 different things that differentiate the rich versus the poor. Well, thanks everyone for listening in on the podcast today. And we do have 10 special things we want to discuss about the differences between rich and poor. And my goal is to get you to think differently about money, as I always do. And of these 10 points, is there one or two that you can take away today that will get you on track to change your life financially? And this statistic that Nate just talked about, education, it doesn't capture all the factors that contribute to financial success, of course, but it does highlight the positive relationship between education and income. Investing in one's education and acquiring knowledge and skills can often lead to better job prospects, higher income levels, and improved financial stability. However, it's important to note that financial success is influenced by various factors, including personal circumstances industry trends, market conditions, and individual choices and behavior. Yeah, I mean, a good point is, honestly, a lot of success is luck. That's right. There's no overlooking where you were born or who your parents were. Steve Jobs and Bill Gates happened to start businesses, happened to start computer businesses at the one time in history, the very best time to get started in computers. That's exactly right. Malcolm Gladwell brought that up in his book, and it was really good, really made sense. But, you know, let's face it, let's be real, that is the real life. Some people, they just have the right look, and they get into the TV business, they're newscasters and movie stars and so on and so forth. Some people just get a little bit of break. However, that doesn't mean you're not going to win with money. That doesn't mean you're going to win in life. It's just people have different avenues that they follow to succeed, right? So I don't want you to get caught up in all those factors. Focus on you and what you can do to win with money. Now let me touch on 10 differentiators between the rich and the rest of us. And as you listen in, try to catch one or two points that you could use to get to that next level financially. Okay, you ready? 
The first one, education. Nate already talked on it, but the rich tend to have access to quality education and prioritize lifelong learning, which provides them with better opportunities for higher paying jobs and entrepreneurship. That's a good one, a very important one. And that's going to help people raise themselves up out of maybe a difficult circumstance if they can get a higher education. The second point that differentiates successful than from the not successful, the rich from the poor, however you want to say it, is financial literacy. The wealthy often possess a deeper understanding of financial concepts, allowing them to make informed decisions on investments and to grow their wealth effectively. The next one is networking. The rich understand the value of building strong social and professional networks. These connections can open doors to lucrative business ventures, career opportunities, and mentorship. For me, my little example, real estate. I told you I read a book, which turned into 10 books, before I made my very first purchase. However, I had a buddy at work, and his wife was a realtor. And I remember spending a fair amount of time with her. My wife and I would talk with her. We just kind of bombarded her with questions because she was an expert in real estate before I even got started, right? And so that's what it's talking about by networking. And I didn't find her on my own. I found her through a buddy. I was probably having, this is 40 years ago, but I was probably having lunch with this guy, Bob Ice in Portland, Oregon. And I was telling him, I'm thinking about buying a single family home as an investment. He says, hey, my wife, she sells real estate, blah, blah, blah. Well, I ended up buying houses with this realtor. She was excellent and she taught me a lot. That's that networking part. The fourth point is mindset. Successful individuals often possess a growth mindset, embracing challenges, learning from failures, and persisting towards their goals. This resilience helps them overcome obstacles and create wealth. The fifth is financial planning. The rich are more likely to engage in comprehensive financial planning, including budgeting, which we've talked about, setting financial goals, and investing for the long term. And we've definitely talked about that. This discipline approach enables them to accumulate wealth over time. You're starting to see the big picture? The next is risk-taking. Wealthy individuals are often willing to take calculated risks. They may invest in stocks real estate, start businesses, or explore new opportunities that have the potential for significant returns. When I read that, what I thought about was so many of us, we have these desires to succeed. We have these desires to be successful in business or finance or whatever it is, but we just, for whatever reason, can't get going. And people that take risks These wealthy individuals, they are more willing than others to take calculated risks. Number seven, access to capital. What does that mean? Basically money, access to money. The rich have greater access to capital through savings, investments, and connections. This allows them to seize lucrative investment opportunities, start business, and grow their wealth faster. You know, access to capital, it could be part of that other one we talked about, networking. As you get involved and start talking to like-minded people, say you want to learn about the stock market or you want to learn about real estate, talk to people that have already done it or are doing it. And through them, you're going to find people that are going to help you get access to capital. Yeah. And just to add to that point, maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I don't know anyone or my family doesn't come from money. I don't have that person. 
Well, one thing to remember is what can you do to provide value to that person so that they want to give you back value? So whether that be maybe buying them dinner or taking them out for coffee or helping them in their business or offering to help with something that they're doing. What can you do to add value so that they want to help you? Because not everyone wants to just be heard. Hey, can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? Yep. But if you're giving them value, then you can learn. And actually, to that point, before I started an online business, one of the first things I did is I interned with a company online to pretty much run their websites. And by running their website and writing on their website, I learned how I could write on my own website. So again, different ways that you can get access to important people. I would have never been able to speak with these people or learn from them any other way other than putting my time first to help them. Yeah, and I'll add too, I'm a natural extrovert. I love to talk with new people and so on and so forth. And what I've found is great interest in learning about other people, what they do, how they did it. It's fascinating to me. And whether you're high up the food chain or just getting started, it's so interesting to me to ask people about their lives. Basically, I ask them to tell their stories is what I say. And once you do that, kind of on the same line as what Nate is talking about, you build a relationship with those people. And the more people you ask, there's going to be more people that have the same kind of interests that you have. And that's how you network and that's how you connect to get to that next step in your future. Number eight is income streams. The wealthy often have multiple sources of income, such as investments, real estate, and business ventures. Diversifying income streams provide stability and enhances wealth accumulation. There's a movement in the last few years, and Nate's part of it, and it's basically getting side hustles. And it's important to keep focused on your main job while you're growing your wealth. But if you have some other thing that really interests you, and that's that diversifying your income stream, see if you can get that started too. Maybe it's a little smaller business that uh, you know has potential and you have a few extra hours a week, you put a little time into it and see if that works. That's what we're talking about there. The next is health and well-being. Better health and access to quality health care contribute to the rich person's productivity and longevity allowing them to focus on wealth creation and pursue opportunities effectively. And 10, the last one that I'm going to talk about today that separates the rich from the poor is inheritance and family support. Wealthy individuals often benefit from family wealth and support, which can include financial assistance, access to valuable connections, and mentorship, providing them with a head start in building wealth. It is important to note that these factors are general observations that are not absolute determinants of an individual's financial status. I can say from my perspective, and when I looked over those 10, I only had three of those when I started. So don't get discouraged. Just get going. Start. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm glad that you shared that at the end, that you only had three of those, right? You didn't come from money. Right. You didn't have the contacts, but you slowly figured it out as you went. And actually, one thing I want to add to this list of 10, all a really good list, is don't put yourself as a victim. And I know that's kind of one thing that frustrates me about today's culture. It's not even to say that you are a victim. Maybe you are a victim. But if you have that mindset, 
it's going to be very hard to succeed if you're always blaming other things or other people for not being successful as opposed to looking those as a learning block. Just like in Shark Tank, they always say you have to fail to succeed. And so same thing, maybe you don't have a lot of these 10 things, the education or the literacy or networking or access to capital. Well, use those as a way of building your wealth and as growing and winning with money on your own. Use those as a way to know that you just need to work that much harder. Maybe it'll give you that extra drive, right? Because so much of the successful people in the United States, the most successful founders are often immigrants that come from Mm. countries that they don't have access to anything, but they had that hard work and they had that opportunity when they came to America. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. They worked extra hard and received the fruits of their hard work. All right. We're going to end today with three points that I want to emphasize. The first one is education is key. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it sure makes a huge difference for most of the winners in the money game. Secondly, networking. That's one I did not use to the best of my abilities. However, it can be very effective as a way to move up the ladder as they say. Thirdly is income streams. I didn't understand this concept when I began learning about money, but I do now. Another word for it is diversifying your assets, as I just talked about. Income streams is a new term, but a very good one to understand, and you'll want to make that part of your financial planning. For the last thing today I want to talk about is to take action. Okay, we've covered a lot today, But now I want you to begin with focusing on one of the 10 that I just touched on today. Don't go crazy and think, oh, that's too much. I'm just going to pass on it. Re-listen to this podcast. Write down one or two, maybe just one, that really connected with you today and make it happen. Is it more financial education? Is it networking? Or maybe it's higher education as Nate shared, on the very strong stats on the value of higher education. Whatever it is, you pick and you will be one step closer to winning with money. Yeah, that's so good. Again, just pick one thing, not all 10. We threw a lot at you. These are just stats. These are just, it's a reality. Why the difference between the rich and the poor? And just focus on one thing. Dave mentioned he only had three. Well, I'm sure if he was to go through a list, he has a lot more than the three now but he didn't get it all at once. So that wraps up today's episode. That wraps up this week's episode. Dave loves the Roth IRA, and you should too. We've talked about it a couple times, but it's such an important investment vehicle. And so next week, Dave is going to give you five fantastic reasons to open one up this week and start your journey to financial freedom and an awesome retirement. So if you don't have a Roth IRA, this is one you do not want to miss. If you do have one, it's a good reminder, but it's an important episode for anyone who wants to plan for their future. And lastly, we want to remind you, if you have a question, reach out to Dave at savelikedave.com. That's a free service. Dave's happy to respond. Savelikedave.com. We appreciate you listening, and we're going to end today with a scripture verse. And I just want to add what Nate says about the Roth IRA. We have talked about it before, but it's one of my main things that I want to encourage you to do if you haven't done it already. And if you already have a Roth IRA and you've done it for a few years, take a look and see how much you're putting in. Is it 
Can it be raised a little bit? Can you put a little more in and get it to the max every year? You'll be glad you did when retirement time comes. All right, the scripture today is Proverbs 19, verse 17. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed.